Hello and welcome to the second episode of Let's Talk Video. This is a podcast to chat about all things photography, filmmaking, technology and creativity. I'm Cameron O'Connell and today's guest is my good friend Paul Campbell. Paul is a Dundee-based photographer and video producer who is currently living in Melbourne, Australia. He's a real talented portrait and landscape photographer and has a YouTube channel full of tutorials, blogs, music videos and inline skate content. If you're a local creator, you should definitely shoot him a message and say hi. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Yeah, man, how's it going? Hey, mate, how you doing? Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yeah, uh, so obviously I'm Paul, um, a photographer, videographer, uh, video editor, I guess. Uh, over the years, I've kind of dabbled in many different things, going from working with uh Brewdog, which is a craft beer company based up in Scotland. They kind of pioneered the craft beer industry. Uh, then I've dabbled in music videos, product photography, um, and more recently food photography. And I think my last couple of clients have been more tourism based. So I'm working with the, uh, it's called With Locals. They are a international personalised tour tour guide system. Instead of going on those massive tour groups with like 50 folk on it, um, you get like a more personalized way and personalized tour where there's maybe eight people on it. Uh, you get to pick your tour guide. So if you go onto the website, each tour guide has like a video uh, explaining who they are, what they like, what they can really show you around Melbourne, and that's where you pick them. So I help create all the content based around that. That's pretty wow, much man, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Tell me more about your involvement with Brewdog. Uh, that's actually cool. my. That's a cool, that's a cool client. <laughs> it's my first ever client. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, when I picked up a camera, um, I just I start picked up a camera, started vlogging, and then picked up really quickly. And all my, already my good friends who are rollerbladers, uh, friend Dan Koss, who's actually the head video was the head videographer for Brewdog. Like he churned out oh, nice. everything. Um, and as they were turning their social media game up, they needed to churn more and more content out. And I think it was just one one random weekend uh, when I was still working as a manager in a bar. Uh, he was just like, "Yo, I'm away in diff- I'm away in a different country, but Brewdog need a videographer. I've seen your vlogs. You can handle a camera. How about you come and help out?" And that kind of just really started out. I did like a they're doing like an international collaboration between them and 10, 10 different breweries from around the world. So they would get nice. these local independent uh, craft brewers and then they would fly them to like, it's like a mastermind like villain. Like it's a, like a bat cave for, for beer. <laughs> um, nice. Really high tech. Like the guys have never seen anything like that, but we just shot like a, behind the scenes of them brewing the beer and then like a small interview series of like how they came up with the idea for the beer Um, that's a pretty 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 good pretty good first climb right (laughs) yeah I was was shitting myself yeah (laughs) yeah man no I mean they've smashed their marketing in every sense you know from their restaurant to their adverts like I'd love to work for Brewdog as a client that's cool man yeah they're good They're, they're they're um, really good to me, and uh, it's they kind of cr- help me like start my career essentially. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, they, they gave me solid He's work still for working the, with... Pardon? He's still working with them today? No, no, not anymore. The, the, um, they have since went international. They've went to America and they've got like a whole like proper production team. They've got their own TV channel, like airline. It's crazy. It's well beyond uh, videographers. <laughs> like two guys with a Sony, essentially. <laughs> um, Fair play. So why yeah. don't you tell me how how you got into the industry? I got in the industry, so I've always been fascinated with cameras throughout my entire life, but I don't come from a particularly wealthy background, uh, and I can never afford a camera. Um, So I never really picked one up, fell into uh, game development. Uh, Luckily in Scotland, university is free, so I managed to uh, build my way up into game development, end up building environments for games, which involved a lot of light. Yeah, involved like a lot of lighting principles, camera techniques, uh, but with inside this 3D world. Got my master's in game development, soon realised it wasn't for me, kind of lost the the passion to drive for it. Okay. Uh, After that, kind of floated around doing management and bars and then uh, super unhappy doing that because I hate hospitality. I'm alright at it, pretty talented, but... Um, just wasn't for me so I, I bought myself a camera watched a Peter McKinnon video <laughs> uh, and I was like I could do this YouTube thing like I feel fairly confident talking to a camera uh, I think I bought myself a camera in November started a YouTube channel up in uh, the first first day of the next year um, and then within a year I basically made it my career I decided this is what I want to do in my life it took all the principles I learned from game development, those lighting principles and camera movements, and that just yeah, like yeah. perfectly just kind of translated to camera, and I just kind of knew what I was doing. Um, yeah, man, no, absolutely, I agree with you. Like, um, you almost took the words from my mouth there, what I was planning to say, but um, yeah, the principles, absolutely, I'm sure, are the same because, I mean, I come from a music background, right? Like an audio production. Um, sound background and for me yeah it was I loved the idea of video and I had all these skills in music and audio and sound but I wanted to yeah I wanted to find a way to take all these skills I had in that and put them into video and I feel like it was quite natural in a way because um you know like at the end of the day, all it really is is tools to create something, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, whether it's software, whether it's hardware, you're using tools to create a form yeah, of art. And I always feel... Whether it's... Yeah, I always feel that people come from uh, music backgrounds, adapt so well to film, because um, they understand time and rhythm, and which just... You know, if anyone's made a video before, that's kind of the essence of a video when it comes down to the visuals, it's uh, the beat of the music, the rhythm. Um, so I think that's, like, all, every, every Sarah Dietschy, she came from a music background, picked up a camera, and yeah, then absolutely. she just understands, like, beats, times, everything. Um, yeah, I know. So I think it can absolutely help. But, um, yeah, no, that's, that's that's really cool that you came from a video game background, though. Yeah, it was a... And, it was yeah, a long... you saying that's 
Yeah, yeah you were saying that university is free in Scotland. Like that's. Uh, I'm jealous of that, to be honest, because <laughs> I pay like 50 grand to go to uni. But um, no, nah, man, that's really cool. Yeah. Tell um, me, tell me about how you find your clients. Do they come to you, or do you go to them? Or it's really like what it's re- it's really like a mixed bevy of like uh, I'm always looking for work and a fun projects that I can work on. So the the tourism company that I'm well tourism yeah company that I'm currently working for that was basically posted on like any regular like jobseekers.com or something. Um, right. Okay. Because they're they're just new to Australia itself, so they're just like how how do we employ people in this country? Um, but then I've got a great deal of a uh, great deal of work from word of mouth. That's I think as much marketing as you can put out there. Like word of mouth will be anything. <laughs> like will be any other type of like if someone says to you, "Oh, this person's good. Um, I really trust them." Like you've got the job essentially over the flashiest um, portfolio you can really see. No, man, it's so true. Yeah, and most creators I speak to all say the same thing. And yeah, word of mouth just has this like magical quality to it. Like, have you seen um, have you seen the film Parasite yet? Uh, no, not yet. It's on the it's on the watch list for my quarantine. Oh period. man, incredible <laughs> film. You need to watch it. But um, I won't spoil it for you. But part of the nature of the story of that film is that the power of recommendation um can really go a long way and yeah yeah, i mean if you haven't seen it i won't ruin it for you but um no i I totally get it word of mouth word of mouth really goes a long way and if if, it's the world is like sorry the world understands video everyone's got like photos but they're just they don't yeah, understand yeah. it that much so they need someone and they don't really know how we make things look good so when there's a bit that when there's that uncertainty in the air they really need like something that like reassures them that they're not just going to get ripped off um, so yeah, yeah. if they trust someone it's just putting that human element uh, into this kind of digital product really yeah nice one cool um, tell me where do you see yourself in the future? Like, where, where do you want to be? Like, what's your next kind of step in this video production photography industry? <laughs> uh, I've been kind of gearing towards doing, like, mini-docs at the moment. Okay. Um, I actually set up a bunch of mini-docs, like, just a pure, totally passion project of spending 24 hours with uh, different types of creatives across different types of uh, mediums songwriters yeah, yeah. ballet dancers um, uh, they are a whole range uh, and I just want to start diving further into the kind of documentary side of uh, filmmaking essentially um, I've tried my hand at music videos like product videos all that sort of stuff but I've never yeah, really yeah. had uh, tried my hand at documentaries and I, I love documentaries it's, I can sit and watch them like they're the That's best it, man, type yeah. of content content uh, it's the, in my opinion especially yeah, when they're yeah. done really well um, yeah i mean so it's I, the kind of content that really allows you to actually tell a story yeah that's it you know the majority of the, the majority of the work at least i do i don't know about you but 
it's kind of like, oh, we want a 30 second video to advertise this service or this product. And it's like, well, that's great. But to actually like create something meaningful that people are actually going to remember, you need time, right? That's it, dude. You've hit the nail on the head yeah, right man. there. Yeah. And I, I watch I watch loads of documentaries. Like have you have you watched the um the Lion King documentary? Is that what it's called? No, the Tiger King, that's it. The Tiger Oh no, Netflix. that's uh my internet's been the worst <laughs> like we're we're lucky we're speaking right now. Uh but oh, right, okay. my friends yeah, my friends uh, I just saw the memes in that today, I'm a little bit behind. Um yeah, but yeah. I'm so in- I'm so intrigued to watch it. Um Yeah, I mean I was I saw so much hype about it and it is an incredible documentary. It wasn't quite what I was hoping for, but my thoughts on it were that there's just so many like scenes where they're filming what's going on and I don't understand how they were filming what's going on. Like they'll be filming all the like dodgy back alley stuff that, I just don't know how they convinced the the characters amongst this documentary that everything needs to be filmed. Yeah. Can... It's almost like... <laughs> yeah, it's almost like... Because I know most of it isn't shot by Netflix. Some of it is, some of it isn't. And you think it'd be easy to tell what is and what isn't, but when there's like 10 episodes and all this content you kind of forget what looks good and what's like shot on like a DSLR or something. Yeah. But there is a, there was someone out there who must have been hired by this guy to initiate every day, <laughs> every day, literally just to film everything because it doesn't matter how small a little detail some part of the story is. The camera is there somehow, and I don't know. I don't understand how, why, or maybe it's just yeah. a really sketchy cameraman, <laughs> like just one of the lower well, the lows, an entrusted that would informant. Be a really good. <laughs> that would be a really good um, interview. To interview the camera operator for that documentary. A hundred percent. Like the shit he must seen. The like the stuff he's not maybe not allowed to show. <laughs> like if you think of what they showed, the stuff that the, the footage he probably has and. <laughs> Yeah, I just really can't, I really can't put my finger on how they went about planning it. Because the way, the way at least they've edited it, it looks like they must have just filmed everything. Because like I said, there's no detail that's left out. But yeah, I think, yeah, man, it's cool. Documentaries, yeah, that's a really good um, thing to aspire for. Because yeah, yeah, like I said, it's, it's the one chance that you actually get to make an impact. 100%. And that's cool that you, you've got a number of passion projects lined up because I think that's the only way to do it now because there's no one funding kind of projects like that unless they know that you you do that or you can do that, you know? Yeah, like, it's... Do you uh, know, uh, yeah, yeah, after you. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's like the same when you start any really... When you try to start any type of video, like a corporate video, music video, like... No one's going to give you money unless, you know, they know you can do it. <laughs> um, That's it, man. So, like, um, do you know a guy on YouTube called Mark Bone? Yeah, fantastic cinematographer. Um, yeah, one of One of my favourite YouTubers at the moment because he's 
an actual filmmaker who yeah like, can, he, gives gives actual information. It's just not like here's how you edit a photo. He's not like a vlogger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, a, re- he's, a, he's a real human. Yeah, a real human, but he's also like actually shooting documentaries. Yeah, and I've I've I've, I've spoken to him a bit just through like uh, Q and As, and I I asked him. I said, "How do I get out of doing these like corporate?" highlight reel videos for small amounts of money and move into something big. And his answer was exactly what you, you hit the nail on the head there with is passion projects. Go out and shoot your own documentary and show the world and then hope that someone believes in you and will invest in a documentary of their own, right? Yeah, that's it. it uh, I was on a call with, uh, what's his name? Um, Sam Newton you know Sam Newton Sam Newton no I don't know him who is he he's one of those uh, he's a really popular well he's an up and coming YouTuber and um, videographer and he does I think you might have seen it he went kind of viral a little bit Um, he did that video about he's just like taking the piss of all like all YouTubers essentially uh, all vloggers Um, oh okay yeah, I'm just looking at him on Instagram. Um, he's definitely got a fair few mutual friends. But yeah, man, I'll check him out. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but we're on a on a call with him and he was just talking about that. Like, basically, spec work is how you basically break into sort of any industry. You basically do your research on uh, if you're, if it's product photography, um, if you want to get into being an influencer or whatever, you find a brand you yeah, want to yeah. work with, essentially. You do spec work, which is... Uh, you need to research, you get them to send you something or you buy that product, you create some amazing bits of content for them and then um, that's kind of your way in, essentially. So it's just like doing doing that thing for free, which is like the, the key part of it, really. So I think and that's the same yeah, with films man. as well. Yeah, nice, cool. I think, yeah, like I've always sort of had that idea. Like I... I plan to do like some sort of mock adverts for like brands that I really loved, like uh, like Apple, for example. Um, and that's still something I'm thinking about. And but yeah, it's easy to say, "Oh, I'm going to do this," but actually doing it is a different a story, different story yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But I tell you, one idea I have had for a documentary is, um, I suppose you have to like take advantage of your you know what you have like what contacts you have and what knowledge you have in certain situations 100 percent um but yeah so like there's a local venue to me here in southampton uh it's called the southampton joiners mm-hmm. and it's like it's a venue like a music venue of incredible history over the, like the last 50 years um and i'm kind of their go to videographer like I shoot all the content for them and um, yeah that's something I'm, I've got in the making but it's been so long and I've just I've been saying I'm making it and I just need to do it that's the thing but like you rely on other things to make <laughs> it possible don't you so it's kind of like yeah I think it's yeah, waiting for all, the, all the bits to kind of fall into place I think there's a because like taking on a documentary or anything these big projects it's a big task and you're gonna, you're gonna have to devote a great meal, amount of time to it um, like I That's myself it, have, and like because yeah yeah 
Uh, I myself have wanted to do like a rollerblading documentary for for years. Oh. Just because I'm so intertwined with like the community, I, like I know I know people on completely different like all different levels all around the world. Um, yeah, like yeah. I know I can probably do it on a budget as well. I'll just, I'll just need a decent camera. I wouldn't have to worry about staying anywhere because the rollerblading community is, or or even the skateboarding community, they're 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 so good. Like you meet someone like like we met at the power of video conference that that interaction if you're a rollerblader would be enough to be like yep yeah, you can crash on my couch for like a week two weeks whatever um that's it man yeah and just use that as a, a basis for creating like a cool documentary video to kind of that's show it, man yeah but like if if the world didn't know um or if the viewers of this video didn't know that you and me came from an inline background they now do but um yeah no it, i think it's funny, like the the music scene, the skating scene, and the video scene are like these three little markets that all clump together at some point. Yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> it's... Which is why I say, like, it is a small world that you and me met, and what we're both inliners, and we've got mutual friends. But is it because? Like I said, like it's actually not that big of a coincidence if you think about it. That no, no, yeah, it's no. such a like, niche little group. Um, most, like most yeah, skaters, most, skate, most most skaters, yeah, they pick up a camera at some point. They want to film what they're doing. Uh, I, I, I I think like perhaps fifty percent of all rollerbladers that I know are stupidly talented and pretty high up uh, videographers at the moment. That's it, um, man. Yeah. I know, I know. Oh, I, I was speaking to a few just a few months back. So I, I picked up a pair of inlines, yeah, a month or two ago. Oh, did I, I see bought that? some? Um, I bought some TRS downtowns. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I remember. I, fi- I saw you. Did you not fiber. post? Did you not post on a, a rollerblading page? Did I? I did, man. Yeah, I must. Yeah, have. yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I, I, like, bought, okay. I bought, bought them for a fiver, and I was like, I have to give this a go again. Like it's been. I counted about 15 years since I was last on a pair of rollerblades. Crazy. Went to the local skate park with me and my mate. And um, I think at first the hardest part was that the bearings in these blades were so quick. <laughs> I like couldn't stop myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been skateboarding like, uh, for the, well, not really skateboarding, but using a skateboard to get around for the last like five years. But, the first hour felt really bizarre, and then after that, it was like I I was back to where I started. Yeah, that's that's it. It's just uh, getting used to it. It's finding just finding your feet. That's um, it, man. Like do you know? Stick- um, do you know? Because uh, I know uh, Australia is a really um, Australia is a really good scene Skate for scene. inliners, actually. Yeah, it is. Um, do you know? They've got one. Do you in- know Lewis Blackburn. Uh, Lewis. Lewis Blackburn. He is living in Sydney, I think. I've just got him up. He's from um, Dorset, like near Bournemouth. Yeah, his name sounds familiar. Or do you know? I found a few on YouTube and like, yeah, like like I was saying, the the skate community 
breeds these incredible video producers because they've been doing it for 10, 15 years. I have guess you ever that's heard, a... Have you ever heard of a guy called Dom West? Yes. He yeah. make, makes the documentaries, doesn't he? He makes the documentary. I, he was, is I was watching them and I was thinking like... level. <laughs> this is... Yeah, I think this is not just an incredible skater. This is like a feature film level video producer. Like, is, yeah, you, you don't often get those two mixing, but yeah, yeah no, he's, he's next really level. Um, it's it's crazy. Like every time you you watch any of his documentaries, even short skate uh, skating videos, there are just so many different levels above everyone else's. Like this inline community is filled with amazing cinematographers videographers but his just next level like he's you can see like he's Definitely, a professional yeah. and he's got the very creative eye of shooting these uh, unique do you ever use sections. your do you ever, yeah yeah do you ever use your inlines for um stabilisation uh, like, like rolling shots yeah like do- dolly track dolly tracks yeah, yeah. with yeah, the gimbal <laughs> just like huddled over and something- did some Someone pushing me. That's something like, I've been thinking about, yeah. But not even just filming skate videos. You could be filming a corporate video. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Up with your inlines. That'd be funny. Um, yeah, so moving on, tell me about what you love and hate about our industry. What, uh, we'll, start with, we'll start with hate. Let's get the, let's get the, the bad stuff out of the way. Um, All right. What I hate is how competitive and how willingness, like a willing, everyone is to undercut each other, especially on like Facebook groups <laughs> like facebook like some, right, someone okay. will post that it's not a photographer or videographer uh will post like this is my rate this is what i like and just the the stacks and stacks of comments of people trying to undercut them put it's like i remember seeing one in melbourne photographers the other day and somebody like like i need i have i want this model shoot done for 900 dollars. someone's like yep i'll happily do that and then just everyone under it was just cheaper and cheaper and cheaper like and it was just off of the the person who commented below below them uh, above them um yeah i just i just don't like that side of it it's um it's kind of an ugly side yeah fair play i can understand that all right and anything else no that's pretty much all like kind of what i hate about it really um that and the the fact that technology comes out faster than i can than i I can afford it really (laughs) um but yeah, so what I love about the industry is that everyone has a voice and everyone is so willing to uh, help each other out, give actual useful feedback when anyone posts a bit of work. Um, you obviously get the, the dickheads to say mean things for saying mean things, but really you, you have this amazing industry like uh, amazing industry that is so willing to help and nurture, nurture uh, up-and-coming videographers and uh, photographers. It's... Um, it's probably why I like it so much because it, it, it relates so much to rollerblading. It's just like, it doesn't matter who you are, as long as you've kind of, you're trying your best, try to build a story uh, and not just be one of these flashy backflipping idiots. Um, like, people will respect you and help you out. Nice, cool, yeah, no, I can agree with that. I think... Um yeah, like coming from a music background, one of the things I hated about the music industry was how like toxic everything was. Like no one wanted to help each other. Um, it was all about trying to build success for yourself and 
I never felt there was ever any, ever any community or anyone ever willing to like share knowledge or share skills or um, point you in the right direction. But when I moved to the video industry or the photography industry, I found it was just full of people that were willing to help and people that they didn't think that they knew the answer to everything and they would admit that they make mistakes and that they weren't perfect. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you on that, that the video photo industry is much more forgiving and willing to help when you're an amateur. And that's such an important thing when it comes to learning something from the ground up. Thing. completely dude um it's really nice even when i yeah nice man when i moved to melbourne obviously i knew no one um really keen to start shooting with other people because i hate going shooting by myself all the time um and yeah. there is so many um there's so many face meetups uh instagram meetups photo walks that i've like all my best friends that are, that are now based in melbourne i met them all through this uh you me melbourne photo walk where we just yeah, 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 and we all met up. Uh, it's that kind of thing. We've all got cameras. We've got that initial thing in common, which breaks the ice, uh, and we're all just like, "Oh, you should try this shot. You can try this. Uh, you should maybe change your setting to this." Uh, have you ever thought about shooting that particular thing on this focal range? And just a conversation happens, and then before you know it, yeah, you're, yeah. you're best friends, and you've got a community. It's uh, that's it, man. And I think I think friendships can really go a long way in this industry because. Um, you know what the way I've sort of found to manage like I suppose it's jealousy in a way like everyone gets jealous you know when your mates achieve something or you feel like they are creating opportunities or getting opportunities that you're not I found being like jealous of someone else's success is such a waste of time. Like it digs you into this hole that stops you creating anything yourself. But over the years, I've kind of learned that my friends and my colleagues' successes are my successes as well. That's it, dude. If you get what I mean by that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so like say, uh, yeah, say like, um, all right, so like a dream of mine would be to shoot commercials for like Apple, right? As I said, um, Say you got that opportunity and all of a sudden you're DPing Apple commercials. Part of me would be like, oh, damn, like, I'd so love to do that, but Paul's beat me to it. But I would also look at it, I was like, I've just found my way in. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's it. Perhaps my way in, right? I found a contact who, you know, you might bring me in on a job and then all of a sudden I'm doing what I want to do. I don't, yeah, I don't think, like, I think sharing and embracing other people's successes is such an important part of what we do. Yeah, that's it. Uh, when I first... And, like, looking at, like, looking at people like um, Peter McKinnon, you know, like, um, there are so many industries out there that will always say, you know, never, like, share your techniques or your, um, your knowledge with others or the competition because they'll steal your work. But look at people like Peter McKinnon. He was the one that started showing people how what he does is so simple. Yeah, that's it. And I think sharing literally, it's not something we should be afraid of, right? Yeah, and I think the video and the photo community 
is such a great place because of that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know, you don't see you don't see lawyers out there like <laughs> sharing. <laughs> this is uh, this is how you, you know, do this. How to get clients? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. How to get clients or how not to get screwed by this? It's just it doesn't happen. That's it, dude. But yeah, man, good point. I like uh, I like that. Um, moving on, let's talk about what camera are you shooting on and why. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> a little bit of a, I hate this question because I, I, I feel like people judge you on the camera that you have and not what you can do with it. Right. Um, okay. So I, I shoot on a crop body, which is a the Sony A6500, and I shoot on that uh, with the adapter to the Canon 60, the, the Sigma. 18 to 35. Um, great little combo. Yep, and the reason cool. I shot on that yep. is because when I first got into fil- uh, filmmaking and photography, uh, one of the guys who built his entire career up to a very reputable stage um, done it on yep. the, the camera below the one I just got. He got on the A6300. Yep. Uh, and he was booking nice. music videos, corporate gigs. Uh, and basically, I just kind of want to run this camera into the ground. Um, yeah. Use it to the best of ability because it still takes fantastic photos. The video capability is breaking apart. Um, like the the codex is kind of breaking apart when I'm trying to color grade it to a different extent. But I kind of found a well yep. work a work a work around is uh, I just changed the profile, stopped shooting in log, got something uh, more in camera, like the way I'd like it to look, um, just so I don't have to push it as far in post. Um, currently gearing up to buy something a bit step my game up essentially uh, but I'm not deciding what to do yet <laughs> like black magic yeah or, fair play man I mean yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I, I've shot on more or less every camera out there at some point in my time and I found like what you actually shoot on doesn't make that much of a difference you just have to find the right camera for you 100% and yeah the A6500 like the video on that is incredible the codex is super flexible um, it gives you features that some cinema cameras don't have. That's it. And yeah, man, don't be ashamed of having or owning or using a cropped oh, sensor yeah. I, I never... camera because, what, the, the Canon cinema lines are all, well, apart from the latest edition, yeah, are all cropped. Uh, the red, most of the red lineup are all cropped. Like, that's the standard, if anything. Yeah. Full, Full frame is... Is the new. A blessing, if you have it, but... Yeah, yeah, man. Don't don't be ashamed of. Oh no, it's, it's, know, it's more the. Camera, I don't care you know? which camera I shoot on. It's more the. Um, yeah, yeah. The explaining, just like like, just give me the camera. Yeah, I'll yeah, show yeah. you. Give me the camera. I'll show you how to use it, and then you can decide. Uh, <laughs> then you can judge me. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, and the eighteen, the Sigma eighteen to thirty-five, is probably the best all-round lens ever. Yeah, I. I, I, I say. Yeah, it's. Such a versatile lens. Um, yeah, uh, it covers like that. Perfect- if that was a full frame, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was a full frame, it'd be a, uh, a beast. <laughs> it's it so would. So tell me about um, tell me about your Ric Flair music video you put together. Uh, so the Ric Flair video was my first ever music video. Uh, I got it purely. I was at the. I was at a skate park, Kelvin Grove in Glasgow, uh, talking yep. to, talking to a skateboarder. And I was talking to my uh, talking to him like 
about what I do for a living. I tell him like I want to try and break into the music scene industry. Turns out he's uh, Tom of Tom Mogar and the Brassels, the, the guy that sings the band, and he's like, we wanted to do a music video. I was like, well, this is a match made in heaven, I guess. Um, so we then spent the next couple of weeks developing the idea for the music video. Tom was, had a very strong vision. It was my my job to kind of bring it into life. Totally terrified. First music video I've ever done. Um, and yeah, so it's based around Ric Flair, which is the 80s uh, wrestling champion. Uh, kind of around the Hulk Hogan era for people who don't know their wrestling. Uh, really famous for saying he's like catchphrase, like, woo! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, oh, okay. yeah, we shot that. Uh, it got a crazy amount of attention. It got, I think, it's gathered within the first month and a half, two months across like different social platforms. It granted like two million views. Um, wow! Ric Flair himself seen the video. His uh, daughter saw the video, and his daughter was meant to be uh, getting married later that year. Asked the band to fly them across to the states uh, to 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 play that song at their wedding uh, yeah it got so much publicity it showed Glasgow in such a, a nice way as well got a nice happy and vibrant, vibrant place um, yeah and I shot that all for nothing the lowest budget ever <laughs> oh, always the way um, yeah nice man no, that's so interesting I didn't know that to be fair if people haven't seen this music video I'll link it in the show notes of this of this podcast but um yeah, I, watched, I remember you showing me it when we met and I watched it again just before uh, we started this podcast today. And yeah, it's a super fun video that totally matches the style, you know, like a super cinematic, like serious over the top, wouldn't have worked. <laughs> and you nailed the, you nailed the idea, man. Like, Thanks, dude. It's so cool. Yeah. It's, but a- it's funny, like I've seen people, I've seen my friends from all walks of life sharing that on facebook instagram oh really <laughs> um i think i even remember i was sat with a group of friends somewhere and they had it up on their phone and i was like this is so weird but i met the guy who shot that oh, i didn't, didn't know that <laughs> yeah so man yeah That's sick well done Cheers, it's man. a shame um it's a shame they didn't take you to the states with them well uh it turns out they they're a very very popular wedding band um so they couldn't actually go they uh they were like oh. properly locked into uh, a bunch of weddings over like the prime season in the uk um so unfortunately they had to oh, turn okay, it down but just the fact that they even got offered that offer off of a, a free music video that i met a guy at a skate park like just the fact that it like went from like not to like 60 in such a short amount of time um yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy um and that kind of as soon as people saw that, I was getting messages left, right, and center for to shoot other music videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I started to build up, build up a momentum of uh, doing music videos. Uh, they're not all on my YouTube channel, so you might have not uh, seen them. Um, but then, <laughs> before things got, before things started picking up, that's kind of when I decided to go tra- traveling. We were actually meant to go travel. Where, where were we meant to go in November? Um, Norway, was it? Yeah, no, I, I went to Norway. I, I think you might have been in the... Yeah, I was planning in on the coming. production of that, yeah. I was planning on coming, and then I was just like, I'm moving to Australia. <laughs> well, that leads me on to my next question. Why 
Why Australia? Uh, it's a little bit of a in-depth. It's not that much in-depth. I basically did it on a, a whim, essentially. For years and years, I've yep. always wanted to go travelling, um, but I've just never had the... the I've always thought you've needed a, a large amount of money. You need resources. Like, how, how, how does one move country? Like, it was such a, an enigma to me that I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then one of my good friends has been travelling Australia for maybe a year at this point. Every time we talk, he's like, come to Australia, come to Australia, come to Australia. I was like, no, no, man. Just started my career in the, the film and photo industry. Things are taking off. This is when I just uh, shot my third music video. Um, and it just, just so happened to be in my personal life that I was going, I was um, moving flats. Uh, told my landlord that I was moving out. So I handed him a notice. Right. Uh, maybe a week before I was meant to be moving in. Uh, that flat fell through. That flat fell through. And I was struggling to find a place to live because, again, as I said, I was just... Uh, I just started myself up as a freelancer and I don't really have paychecks <laughs> at this point. Um, so on the way to pick up my friend's keys because she said she'll let me crash with her for like a week, um, my friend Kieran was like, come to Australia. And I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> basically. Um, by the time I went to pick up the keys, I asked my friend, can I stay for a month? I then booked my visa that night. The flight's the next day and then 42 days later, I was in Australia with £900 to my name. Fair play. Complete whim. It's a good story, got Complete there. Complete whim, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm glad it's worked out. Yeah, it's yeah, it's worked out quite well uh, for me. Good. Tell me about how... Um, what it's like to live and work as a freelancer in Melbourne. It's a scary, competitive place. Uh, <laughs> there is... Okay. Uh, not scary, competitive. It's, it's, it's scary, competitive. Uh, but there's so much work out here. Like there's, it's quite a large uh, population here. So there's... Pardon me. Good. There's uh, quite a lot of people looking for tons of odd jobs. There's so many restaurants and bars and nightclubs that are all crying out for decent videographers and photographers. Uh, and I'm just kind of sampling that because, as I mentioned, I, I kind of floated around for a year, uh, my first year, which brings us up to November just past. Uh, then I moved up to Melbourne, moved into a place just before Christmas, and then kind of after the hol- holidays settled down, started to build a build a career essentially again from from scratch um which is fine i there's i just kind of kept went on uh, jobs different job websites word of, different words of mouth um and just kind of building a small starting to build a small client base uh, client basis um but that's obviously went to shit <laughs> Which brings me on to my next question. Um, how has the coronavirus affected your work? Uh, it's totally put all my passion projects on pause, apart from being able to create like YouTube videos from my house. Um, okay. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, not mentioned, but uh, my friend, our friend Kyle, he passed on an editing job for a marketing company Video editing, mark, video editing job for a marketing company based in the States uh, with the conversion rate that kind of gave me a quite a large pack quite a large 
pay essentially, which is kind of tying me over until hopefully this dies down. So I've kind of got a little nest egg, still getting some video editing work, um, mm-hmm. which pays pays fairly well and kind of keeping things ticking over. Yeah. Um, but there's even with the, everything in lockdown, I'm still getting interest for clients. I just had this fashion label approach me, um, this ethical fla- uh, fashion label. Um, the first person, in Aust- first first ethical uh, fashion brand in Australia. They approached me the other day to start helping them build up their brand, essentially. Um, oh, okay, nice. It's good that you're still getting interest, though. Yeah. Because I know a lot of creators out there are getting nothing. Like, my inbox has been... It's never been this dead. <laughs> That's fine, you know, like you just got to keep busy doing other things. Uh, what have you been, how have you been, been keeping busy? Um, so I've actually, because it's covering this today, I've been getting back into the YouTube space again. Um, Good, nice. I, I started YouTube and I just did like travel videos and kind of little life updates here and there. Um, but as any person that came up in the Peter McKinnon, Matt Diavella space, uh, they've always wanted to like I wanted to create like high quality YouTube content to help others like me as a individual I love helping other people uh, and I want to try and kind of translate that in my own unique way on YouTube so uh, I've just been filming around the house trying to create like uh, some high quality like little scenes uh, to intertwine that into my videos and pretty much takes up a lot of time because <laughs> I mess it up quite a bit and then yeah. I have to restart and make a look because I know what Absolutely. I know what look, I know what look, looks good so I'll set up a scene then I'll be like ah oh, this looks amazing and then I'll get back on my computer and I'm just like nope garbage let's 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 do that again um uh and then yeah yeah no that's cool man yeah um have you considered doing any any um competitions or any sort of challenges I've seen a lot of them floating around. As in me issuing them? Seems like a good way. Uh, well, participating, I suppose. Uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of what uh, this YouTube video that I'm releasing is um, kind of based around. Well, oh, it's good. around like things I'm doing to keep sane. So your you're very your exact question. Uh, anywhere from doing like portraits, uh, just doing like uh, getting creative around the house re-editing old work like uh, reusing old content and then one of my final points leads on to um, is kind of getting involved in the creative community there's our, again our friend Kyle he's running the FFA free for all editing competition which which you can win, uh, win a bunch of different prizes like Peter McKinnon he's uh, put up like a weekly challenge now um, so that's kind of what I'm kind of keeping sane with uh, presently Nice man, yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, what so Kyle's doing a yeah, so, uh, a challenge. Is yeah, he? man. He's a part of the um, he's part of Bay Shooters, which is uh, part of a larger collective uh, called the Shooters. I think it's the Instagram handle. Uh, basically, 32 photographers have put in a medley of photographs for people to enter, edit them. You obviously post your photos with the captions and. They're giving away a bunch of different prizes because it's intertwined with Polar Pro, um, uh, and they're think they're giving away a Sony A7 III and a bunch of other like little prizes. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to look into that. I mean, I'm uh, I'm doing a similar challenge 
from another creator. Uh, his name's Eli Vitz. Um, he he started essentially the same idea, but it's video. Oh, sick. And everyone has to submit like three to five clips and then everyone has to edit a medley of everyone's content. So oh, be interesting to see how they turn out. You're d- yeah, you're, um, is it still running? I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll forward you the the details. It's really simple. Yeah, please do. That'd I don't be... think there's a prize necessarily, but... Oh, no, that's... You know, still um, fun. Like the editing tutorial that I put out when I, uh, just last week, um, like I just did, like I don't, I didn't plan on entering or anything like that, but I just put it out just because I want to kind of take part, get involved uh, and kind of our community essentially. I think that's what's, I think that's what's really, yeah, yeah. I think that's what's really blossomed from like the world pandemic at the moment is that everyone's kind of banding together, giving people stuff to do, giving challenges. Um, it's obviously stems past the creative community, but especially in the creative community, it is, it's really, really nice to see. Yeah, and going back to what we were saying about our industry and how people are willing to reach out and help each other in ways just like that. That's it, man. There's there's so many people that are giving out uh, bigger YouTubers and stuff. They're giving out like all their free digital products, yeah, yeah. free courses. Nikon, um, I think they just gave out like 10 free classes that you normally have to pay $50 for. Um, okay. Yeah, let's check that out. Yeah, there's there's so much, and it's just it's really heartwarming to be in part of that industry and kind of be part of that community. It so is. It so is. Let's um let's wrap this up with some rapid fire questions <laughs> stolen from the golden hour. If yeah, yeah, um, yeah cool. It. Yeah, so summer, summer or winter? Winter. Sony or Canon? Sony, but if they don't step up their game, Canon. <laughs> uh, Red or Ari? Ari. Mac or PC? PC. Interesting. iOS or Android? iOS. Okay, cool. Uh, Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Bad audio or bad video? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I know. I'd rather have bad video because you can always find more video. You can always speak out find more audio if it's from like an interview. interview. <laughs> yeah, fair play. Uh, Xbox or PlayStation? Ah, uh, PlayStation. Nice. Self-employed or employed? Self-employed. Primes or Zooms? Uh, probably Zooms. Uh, I just love the flexibility of them. Yeah. Nice, cool. Uh, wide or tight lenses? Tight lenses. Resolution or frame rate? Uh, uh, frame rate. Cool. Sensor size or dynamic range? Dynamic range. Nice. Gimbal or handheld? Uh, 50-50. <laughs> Depends on the job. Uh, handheld. Handheld, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Waffles, definitely. 
I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, and then finally, beers or spirits? Whiskey! <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I should have known from a Scotsman, right? Ugh. Dangerous. Do you, do you drink scotch or... Yeah, man. Is it... Yeah, this is a... Different, different type of whiskey. No, this is a, it's a cheap bottle. It's a Glenfiddich, 12-year. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I'm into whiskey, but scotch is too much. It's like old man whiskey to me. Ah, it depends which one you have, man. Like, there's... As I said, there's a, there's always a whiskey Depen- for everyone. There's um, yeah, yeah. Like if you like something a bit sweeter, maybe a Balvenie, uh, like twelve year perhaps, or maybe something from the sherry cask. Okay, just a little bit sweeter. I have to look gets, into that. Uh, gets you into the whiskey whiskey scene a bit more. Nice, cool. So my final question would be, what advice do you have for up and coming creators? probably the most cliche uh, answer but it's just just start don't worry about locking down a niche don't worry about the quality of everything just start making things putting yourself out there more like before you know it you'll be in a tight knit community where people are helping you out uh, and your progression will kind of skyrocket from there Um, and (laughs) if you uh, this is always just something personal. Like, I'd never like any of my work, and the second I do like do like a piece of my work, I'll question it till <laughs> probably till I don't like it. <laughs> so always, I always say like question your work, um, but you know, don't care too much, and just yeah, as I said, get it out there. Yeah, good answer, man. Like I think we're all our biggest um, critics, right? And the funny thing is people, they see, and I see this in my clients, I see this in my friends, I see this in my girlfriend. Everyone sees different, a different sides of what we do. So at the end of the day, yeah. whether you like it or not is relevant. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Everyone's yeah, got their own opinion. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I'll, um, I'll put out a video and then I'll get feedback from the client and it will be, nothing to do with what I disliked about it it will be something yeah <laughs> absolutely different like the structure or the colour of a a title I don't know something like that it's never it's never what I see in my work but and with the same again with my friends like I spoke about this in my last podcast a little but um, the projects that I think are really going to kick off are never the projects that do well or kick off or get people's attention it's just yeah I, I get that it's, I, I do that with like um, my photography is like a photo that I've been editing or, or took and I see it in the back of the camera I'm just like this is going to be so amazing this is going to this is going to do so well and then yeah, it doesn't and then I'll, I'll just take like a, a quick snap or I'll pull something off the hard drive just to pull something and then it will yeah yeah um, like not blow up but like I think yeah it'll blow up essentially it's just it's crazy um, nice cool well thank you for talking with me today Paul you can find links to mine and Paul's socials in the show notes feel free to subscribe and follow any of our work please do get in touch if you have had any thoughts on what we've spoken about today and if you're looking for something else to watch after this video you should check out Polar Pro's podcast called The Golden Hour hosted by Dave Mays they interviewed our friend Carl Meshner on there, and it's a really good episode. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching. Until next time, 
Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Video.